Support for this podcast and the following message come from Georgetown School of Continuing Studies, where you can earn a master's degree or professional certificate downtown or online. All options, all Georgetown. Learn more at scs.georgetown.edu. All right, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Can you introduce yourself for us? Sure. My name is Becky Sinclair. Okay, so we are at the San Francisco airport. Uh, we just got off a plane. We were on with you. Can you uh, tell us uh, who you're traveling with and what you did? Sure. So um, I'm traveling with my daughter, Evelyn, who is six months old um, next week, actually. Um, being a first-time mom and a little nervous about how she would do on the flight, I wanted to try to appease the people around me. Um, so I went to Costco and I bought a big old bag of candy, like different kinds of candy, um, bought some Ziploc bags and distributed the candy amongst the bags. Um, and then I wrote a little note for from Evelyn saying like, hi, my name is Evelyn. This is my first flight. Um, I know what you're thinking. I think it said, I know what you're thinking, but I promise I'll try to behave. Um, my nervous mom made made this bag of goodies. Uh, thanks for being my first flight buddies or something like that. How many bags do you have? I did about like 30. Wow. Yeah. So So that covers what the, the rows in front and behind you? How, yeah. how far does it go? Um, well, I just kind of started passing them out. And the people around me, you know, as they were kind of making a ruckus, saying, oh, this yeah. is cool, you know. And so uh, people started turning and looking. And, and so kind of spread that way. Um, you know, and the people around me were awesome. They were really helpful with her and seemed to be understanding. She did really well, so um, that was good. <laughs> you never, there was never a moment when you thought, oh man, I'm so glad I handed out these snacks because this is a disaster. No, there, thankfully there wasn't, but that we have to go back to Chicago yet too, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> do you have bags ready for the way back? Yes, I do. Yeah, I just made a, a bunch while I, was, really? while I was doing it. Yep. As, as Evelyn gets older and her vocal cords develop, <laughs> they become more powerful. Do you think you'll have to spread it out to even more rows? I know, right? I'll have to like order pizzas for the whole, <laughs> the whole airplane. <laughs> this is How to Do Everything. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. On the line with us now is Mike Sachs. He's just written a book called Poking a Dead Frog, Conversations with Today's Top Comedy Writers. Now, uh, one of the people he talked to for his book is David Sedaris, and uh, there's a how-to here. Uh, Mike, you interviewed David Sedaris for a really long time. Can you tell us what happened? Well, um, I, I forget if it was the middle or the fifth hour. It was about a six-hour interview, a little over six hours. And um, let me just stress, this, this was not an in-person interview. I was at work, which um, I will not mention where I work, but let's just say it's a... Uh, tall skyscraper in Times Square. All right. And uh, the, the interview's going great. He's an amazing guy. He's incredibly nice, and cre- incredibly forthcoming, very, very honest. Um, he's giving me everything I need. And my sense is not to break up the interview, not to say, hey, can I call you back? Because at this time, it was about 2 or 3 a.m. in Paris. So what I did was, which I've never done before or since, um, I... Instead of breaking up the interview, I ended up urinating into my trash can. Um, I should also say, too, the office where I work was empty, except for the cleaning woman uh, who was vacuuming the other side of the office. It was about 10 o'clock our time, and I was, I was also behind a high cubicle. So in, in my defense, this was not uh, a retail establishment. This, this was, there was privacy involved here. It 
had to develop, right? There had to be a point, I don't know, maybe an hour before when you started thinking <laughs> this is going to be a problem. You have to do what you need to do. And um, I, uh, my Navy SEAL training kicked in. Not that I was ever in the Navy SEALs, but I've watched a lot of documentaries about them. And that's, uh, that's how I decided to take care of that situation. Well, it's a pretty great technique because all, we all have moments when we're in long phone conversations that we don't want to end and mm-hmm. have to use the bathroom. And now here you have a great solution. I think it's a good solution. I know Johnny Carson used to use it, uh, Dick Cavett as well. Maybe even Obama when he gives interviews with news programs. I'd recommend it for anyone, really. I think uh, anyone would understand if you had to do this. Uh, they'd give you at least one out in life. Dick Cavett really did this? No, he never did it. I doubt he did it in private, (laughs) in public. Yeah, I wouldn't say he did this, no. So am I to understand that uh, David Sedaris is in your ear talking while you're peeing in a trash can? (laughs) Well, you know what? At that point, he may have been on speakerphone, so he may have been beyond my ear. He he may have been within my soul at that point. I don't (laughs) don't remember where he was exactly. Wait, he was... Did you yeah. did you hit the mute button at least? Well, who do you think I am? Some sort of fire hose? See, now you're making me out to be some sort of um, vagrant who just travels the rails and interviews people and then pisses out the door. This is not a normal thing. Okay. <laughs> so you did hit mute? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you at any point betray to him what was going on? No, he doesn't know to this day. <laughs> really? You might want to get his reaction. Hello, David? Yeah. Did you know that was happening? Oh, I had no idea. Uh, did, I mean, he must have been uh, pretty quiet about it. But, but the thing is, he could have said, oh, do you mind? Just give me a, give me a couple seconds while I run into the bathroom. You know, because we talked, I think, for like six hours. I probably did it, too, but not into a trash can. I probably, you know, went into the, the bathroom and used a traditional toilet. But I probably wouldn't have said anything about it. You know, if you just hit the side of the bowl and you don't hit any water, who yeah. knows? Is that, is that a, a, a situation you've been in before where you've had a long interview and then had to, had to pee at some point? Oh, yeah. I do it all the time. But I sometimes if I'm talking to someone in my family, they'll say, are you peeing? They'll <laughs> say, yeah. But, but uh, other, otherwise, people don't even, you know, if you hit the side of the bowl, like I said, there's no reason for anybody to even know. I don't see anything wrong with that. But I'm always surprised when I go to the airport and I hear guys in a stall talking on a cell phone. Yeah. That is amazing to me, that they would be defecating and talking on a cell phone. So you, you draw the line so there. completely out of bounds to me. I'm shocked sometimes I go to a restaurant and I'll, you know, you step into the restroom at a, at a restaurant and I think, who, who on earth? <laughs> like, who, who on earth would say, eh, no. I'll just defecate at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you said you, you've uh, peed on the phone with uh, people before and maybe during an interview. I'm thinking, you know, I've heard you on, on Fresh Air. Have you ever peed on the phone with Terry Gross? No, because that's always in the studio. Okay. I mean, again, if you're quiet about it, I mean, it, it depends on the interview, too. If it's a radio interview... Like, I wouldn't do it now, because the sound would change when I went into the bathroom. Right. I this... mean, I was going to iron while I talked to you, but I 
got all my ironing done before you called. But I don't see how that's it's just it's just I guess multitasking. Yeah, that feels it's like multitasking with uh, with your penis in your hand. Yeah, that, the ironing doesn't feel as much of as a, viol, a violation of like the social contract as, as peeing does. <laughs> well, the more I think about it, Mike peeing in the trash can, it's there's there's almost kind of a greater intimacy between you guys now, you know, rather than just talking on the phone. That you know he shared in sort of this audio space with you. What is you know generally a pretty private moment for people. Well. But it was just a one-way bond. Yeah. You could have said to me, you know what I'm doing right now? <laughs> I said, what? You would have said, I'm peeing into my trash can. I mean, that would have been, I don't know, that would have brought us probably a little bit closer. I mean, it wouldn't have bothered me any. Yeah. What would you, what would you have thought if you're talking to him and then you hear this kind of stream of water against, say, a metallic uh, can what what would you say to him? Uh, well, because I'd never met him before. I mean, it depends on when when in the conversation. If we'd already been talking for like three or four hours, I would have said, "Are you peeing into something?" Yeah. Well, David, uh, thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Did you pee while we were talking? Nope, didn't have to. Nice work. Me neither. I did. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? You know, uh, you, you talk about the the life of a writer. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty solitary existence. You know, you hear writers talk about um, they miss seeing people, interacting with people. But you know, talking to Mike Mike Sachs about the kind of things that went into his his process, it's always an adventure. Like the adventurous life that goes into being a writer. Yeah. Am I going to make it before I pee my pants? You, you know Hemingway at some point. Hemingway peed his pants. I learned that when you're traveling with a small kid and you want to win people to your side, you can bring them candy. I mean, I, f- I feel like when you see the baby coming down the aisle, generally you're, you're, you're thinking, please let it be somewhere else. But now it's like it, that's basically the Easter Bunny. The Easter baby. A screaming, crying Easter bunny. But I think you could do that. You could do the same thing everywhere you go. Like, say you're going on, you're like, you're out with, like, you're out with your girlfriend and you guys are having a fight. And then you just hand out candy to the people sitting around you. Yeah. Or just, I don't even have to have an incident. I'm just a horrible person. Here's some candy. Right. Like, you're driving down the street. You're, like, tailgating somebody. Just throw them some candy. Yeah. I just stole a bunch of candy from your store. Here's some candy. How to Do Everything is produced by us. Technical direction from Lorna White and Howard Gelman at KQED. Thanks, Howard. Our intern is Seth Kelly. So we still haven't seen Seth. It's been a... How long if any, has it been? If you've seen Seth, uh, give us a call. At one eight eight eight, find seth That might be a real number. You can call us at 1-800-GAG-AX-5. That's 1-800-GAG-AX, the number five. Or if you want to email us a question, it's howto at npr.org. And visit our website, howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian Chillog. And I'm Mike Danforth. This is NPR.